The greatest of the greatest, the most intellect, not just an intellect, but someone who is highly disciplined, who is high morale. This guy, this guy, who is that aura, who pushes some easy exuberance, it might be an asset, they're public speaking. I'm on another level, eh? I'm on another level, I am, or it's a higher grade, high level. What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning into the Jema Copper Podcast. I'm so happy that you have decided to be here. We're having a great time. Listen, I'm so excited. Look, if it's your first time listening, here is your extra mercy. If it's not your first time listening, you are loyal. You're with me. You're one of the, the loyal ones. I want to give you an extra mercy. Guys, I'm so excited because if you are listening to this right now on the 13th of March, if you are listening to this on Sunday, the 13th of March, 2021, the overthrow conference the jamakopo presents the overthrow conference is happening tomorrow guys the conference is happening tomorrow and i'm excited listen i just want it to be very clear that all the live sessions are going to be on my instagram account my page all the the sessions the prayer the worship is all going to be on my page every night from 7 p.m 7 p.m we're going live please be there it's going to be amazing you'll see the video the promo video always plays at the end of the podcast on the youtube but you can also check it out on my uh, instagram page it's going to be powerful guys i'm trusting god's going to move he's going to touch lives and um, that you'll be revived by the end of that week so it's going to be on apple um, podcast and on uh, spotify not on youtube but on apple podcast and on spotify um, all the sermons are going to be available for you to listen to again only on youtube are the episodes that air on the sundays okay so thank you so much god bless you it's going to be amazing so this uh, actual um uh, episode is not supposed to be very long uh, i'm gonna try and actually keep it as short as possible but still powerful but i want you to really give your heart and your mind to what i'm saying uh, I, 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 I preached this message on uh, last sunday at faith point church cape town the church that i'm leading and you know people were really impacted by this word and i just want to share it once again with you guys making sure that uh I'm, I'm just spreading out the message as much as possible so let us listen and get into it let's close our eyes let's pray father i come before you i thank you so much for your word i thank you for everyone actually who's listening now i thank you for the young man who's listening right now thank you for the young woman who's listening right now i pray my god that you would continue to bless their lives bless their families and i pray my god even as they're listening to this podcast may their minds be prepared to receive holy spirit may you speak through me holy spirit may you reveal things to them may you do mighty things in this time as people are listening to this podcast episode in the mighty name of jesus we pray and we all said amen and amen come on guys so the the message i want to preach to you today i want to speak to you today the episode is called you're not worthy no no you're not worthy you know we have found ourselves in a generation and in a society that we're always being told that hey you're worth it come on you deserve it come on you want you want you want to buy that thing you deserve it you you want to wear those clothes you deserve it you, you de- we deserve we deserve we deserve now the problem with that is it begins to feed in us 
a spirit, not really even a spirit, but a mentality of entitlement. Because you are living in this society where everything is trying to butter you up. And the reason why people are telling you you deserve certain things is so that you spend your money. Come on, guys. You need to see through it. This is all just big corporations coming to you, telling you you deserve all these things so you can spend their money. So you lose your money and they gain money. Guys, it's really clear. But we are still living in this place where it, it even moves into social media. It moves into how we look at people, look at relationships, look at success, look at family. We say we deserve certain things. And then the problem is when we take that mentality into our walk with God, we begin to think we deserve things and we become very entitled to things that truly we should not be feeling titled about. You can begin to think that certain things you're just supposed to have when the truth is you're not worthy. You see, this is very different. You may find yourself in places where you're in, in churches where people are trying to convince you that you are worthy. But I'm here to tell you today that scripture tells you that you are not worthy of what? I'm not talking about nice life. I'm not talking about all these things around you. I'm talking about God himself. Scripture points to the fact that you are not worthy of a God, that the standard and the, the, the price of who God is is far beyond you. And the fact that you have God, you need to tremble and you need to walk with awe and you need to walk with honor of what you've been given. Why? Again, I'm saying it's because you are not worthy of what God has given you. You're not worthy of God. The Bible says in the book of Romans, chapter 3, verse 23, it says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So many people use that verse to say, all of us have sinned. All of us have sinned. But what I want to point you to today is God's word says, you have fallen short. You have fallen short. Fallen short means it's like you've written an exam and you didn't get enough grades for you to pass. You fell short of the passing mark. Now, scripture is telling you, you have fallen short of being worthy of God. You have fallen short of being worthy of um, deserving God. Why? Because you have sinned. Because you have sinned. You see, God hates sin. But sin is your nature. Oh my God. I hope you understand that. God hates sin, but sin is in your nature. It is natural for you to sin. Even a baby, you don't teach a baby to sin. You teach a baby to do right things. Naturally, what comes to humans is to sin and God hates sin. So the Bible says, for all have sinned. Because since you were a child, you had already been walking in sin. It is on the inside of you. It is something that is a part of you. And it is only God who can change the nature of your heart. So again, if God hates sin and you are a sinner or naturally sin comes to you. Now God wants to put a holy name upon something that is sinful. It means that God's plan is to put something that is is to put something that is so holy and wonderful onto someone who does not deserve it. Now, the thing that must strike your heart is how must you respond to God then if you don't deserve God? You know, it's like you walking into a room and or walking into awards and people are you're around these great people and, and people are saying these certain things about other people and you walk in there and you're realizing you are not worthy. 
or, or you get an invitation to a place, this nice event or this nice, um, uh, it could be awards evening and, and you walk into that or like summer awards or the Grammys or the Emmys, whatever it could be. And you know that you don't deserve to be there. You're not a superstar because you don't deserve there. What would you do when you get there? How would you respond to that invitation? Because this is what's happening in your life. You have received an invitation to something that you don't deserve, to something you're not worthy of. Come on, let, let's, let's, let's look at this. Let's look at this and, and see how people responded to God and how different it is to how people respond to God these days. The book of Isaiah chapter 6, verse 5, it says, Woe to me, I cried. Isaiah 6, verse 5, Woe to me, I cried. I am ruined for I am a man of unclean lips and I live among people of unclean lips and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Listen to what Isaiah says. Isaiah says when his eyes are open to God, he says, woe to me. I'm a man of unclean lips. He realizes that he's not worthy of who God is. But how many times have you heard people say, oh, God has revealed himself to me. And what was their response? Their response wasn't like Isaiah. Their response was, I deserve it. I want to see more of God. Bring, give me more of God. Give me more of God. But it looks like great prophets in the word of God. When they saw God, they trembled and they say, woe is is me because I am aware that I am not worthy of this God. Have you come to a place where you're understanding that you are not worthy of God, but still God is revealing himself to you? And what does that do to your heart? Because too many people are entitled to the presence of God. Have you found yourself entitled to his word and entitled to what he has done and, and what he plans to do? Too many people have made the gospel um, a story that they are the center of. Make sure that you are not putting yourself at the center of the Bible. Make sure you're not putting yourself at the center of the gospel. Make sure you're not putting yourself at the center of the church. It is God at the center of the Bible. It is God at the center of the gospel. And it is God at the center of the church. We are here to serve him and we do not deserve him. Can someone say amen today? So the book of John chapter 1 verse 26, we see another person responding and showing that I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. John chapter 1 verse 26 to 27. John the Baptist says, I, ba I baptize with water, John replied. But among you stands one who you do not know. He is the one who comes after me. The straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. John the Baptist looked at Jesus and said, I'm not even worthy to untie your sandals. It is sad that believers today just want to walk up to God and they do not have a reverence of who God is. Are you in that place where you have lost the respect? You have lost the honor. You've lost the fact and the understanding that you are not worthy the even just to do a few things for God. You are not worthy of him. Have you lost that? Have you found yourself in a place where you are entitled to the presence of God? And when you are entitled, do you know what you begin to do? You begin to take the presence of God lightly. You begin to take the church lightly. You begin to take the word lightly. You begin to take prayer lightly. Why? Because you've lost the fact that you're supposed to be honoring your God. That he's worthy of honor and you are unworthy of him. Come on now. Now the book of Matthew chapter 8 verse 8 it says, The centurion replied, Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof. 
but just say a word and my servant will be healed. I want us to focus on the fact that even the centurion, the centurion soldier, he looked at Jesus and said, Jesus, I'm not worthy to have you in my house. Have you caught that revelation or are you so quick to say, Jesus, come into my house. Jesus, come with me wherever I go. You see, again, this is a sign that you are entitled in your spiritual walk with God. And this message is here to bring a, a, a word of sobriety, a word of clarity to say, hey, you're not worthy of him. You're not worthy of God. You're not worthy of his presence. Now, this must change the way that you respond to him. Sometimes we find believers and sometimes you can even find yourself. You're living away as if you're doing God a favor. As if, as if going to church, I, I, I'll see if I feel like it. I'll see, if I, I'll, I'll see if I honor you with my life. I'll see if I consult with you before I make a decision. You are living a entitled spirituality that is weak and that will take you nowhere. You have to honor God and understand that you are unworthy of him in the first place. But some of you may say, but uh, no, Pastor Jay, uh, Pastor Jay, oh, uh, I, I've been doing all these things for God. I'm a nice person. You know, I, 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 I love people. I, I, I'm kind. The book of Isaiah chapter 64 verse 6. The book of Isaiah chapter 64 verse 6. It says, All of us have become like one who is unclean and all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. We all shrivel up like a leaf. Like the wind, our sins sweep us away. This is a picture of you. The Bible says all of us have become like one who is unclean. It says all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. You must understand because you have already sinned. All your righteous acts are like filthy rags before God. Look, it doesn't matter if you can study the Bible and you know it off by heart. That is like a filthy rag before God. It, it doesn't reach his standard. His standards are far too high. It doesn't matter if you go throughout all of South Africa and you preach the gospel nonstop and you are fasting every day. <laughs> It doesn't make a difference. All your righteous acts before God are like filthy rags. Why? It's because he is holy and his righteousness far outweighs the righteousness that you would spend your whole life trying to pursue. It will still not be high enough to reach the standard of God. You must understand that the only hope that you have is Christ. The only hope you have is faith because there is nothing you can do. Your hands are dirty. No matter what good deed you do, you're doing it with dirty hands. No matter how kind you are, you're doing it with a dirty heart. No matter what words of good things that you may say with your mouth, you're doing it with unclean lips. It is only God who can set you right. So again, this is bringing you to the fact that you do not deserve this God. You do not deserve Yahweh. You do not deserve Christ. You do not deserve the Redeemer. You do not deserve the beginning, the one who started all things, the one who was uncreated. You do not deserve the one who is the Alpha and the Omega. You do not deserve him. You do not deserve him. So this has to be very clear to you. And, and this is one thing now. It may seem like I'm saying all these things that, hey, it, it doesn't feel nice to hear. But I'm telling you, this is what will set you right. And this is what's going to give you the right basis to pursue God with all your heart. Begin with the fact of understanding you do not deserve him. You are not worthy.
But now things change in, 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 in Scripture. You see, in the Old Testament, we hear of men who, who meet God and they, are, they say they're not worthy. Men and women, they meet God. They realize they're not worthy. And then we see Jesus is born and Jesus is doing his ministry. And as Jesus is walking around, people are saying, Jesus, we are not worthy. But then Jesus gets onto the cross and then now we see that grace is given to you. You see, you are not worthy, but when Christ got onto the cross, he gave grace that you may live a certain life. What is that life? Let's look in the book of Colossians chapter 1, verse 9 to 12. It says, for this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continue to ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way. It says, so you may live a life what? Worthy of the Lord. It says, so you may live a life what? Worthy of the Lord. You see, we just read that we are not worthy that we are sinners, that we have sinned against him, that we have been rebellious against his will. We have found out also that in his word, after Jesus was on the cross and grace was given to us, we see that God's word tells you that you must live a life that is worthy. Come on. So this is what I'm getting at. You must live a life worthy of something that you are unworthy of. I want to say that again. You have received God and you are unworthy of him. You are unworthy of a relationship with him and you are unworthy of everything that comes with him. But then you must live a life that is worthy of something that, is, that you are unworthy of. I want to say that again. You must live a life worthy of something you are unworthy of. So now Paul begins to explain that because the scripture doesn't just leave you and just say, be worthy. It says, how do we live a life that is worthy? It says, bearing fruit in every good work. It says, growing in the knowledge of God. It says, being strengthened in all power according to his will so that you may have great endurance and patience. It says, and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. So number one, it says, bearing number one, point number one, because this is the point now, as, as these, these five points are how we begin to live this life that is worthy of God. So I'm going to run through these really quickly. Number one is bearing fruit in every good work. Bearing fruit in every good work. John chapter 15, verse 1 to 8, it says, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so it must bear more fruit. You already are clean because the, the word I've spoken because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I also will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, and you are the branches. If you remain in me, and I in you, you will bear much fruit. And says, apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burnt. If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourself to be disciples. So the Bible is telling you that you must bear fruit. It says that some good must come out of your life. It says people must be coming closer to God. It says you must be being a blessing to your church, to your family, to your community. You have to be bearing fruit. And at the end of it, God's word says that you have to prove that you are a disciple. It says it is to God's glory that you bear fruit, but it says you must prove that you're a disciple. So look, the Bible says if you're not bearing fruit, 
clearly it means that you're not a disciple because that is the way that we prove that we are disciples of God. You see, sometimes people say, no, I have, you have nothing to prove to no one. Listen, that is a lie. You do have something to prove. Stop believing the lie where you are saying things like, hey, I, I don't have anything to prove to anyone. I don't have anything to prove to anyone. You have things to prove to God and also to the people of God. God's word says in John chapter 15, verse 8, it says, this is to my father's glory that you bear much fruit proving yourselves to be disciples proving yourself to be disciples so you have something to prove and that is that you're a disciple how do you do it by bearing much fruit number two it says you must grow in the knowledge of god grow in the knowledge of god you see a lot of the times people they just know about god or they've heard things about god and they see stories about god and god has done this god's done that but it's important that you grow in the knowledge of god not just what god has done not just what god does you have to grow in who god is you see the book of second peter chapter 3 verse 18 it says but grow in grace and knowledge of the lord grow in the grace and the knowledge of the lord and savior jesus christ to him be glory both now and forever amen you see if you don't know who god is i want to encourage you that when you read god's word this is just a word of encouragement to you when you read the bible understand the bible is not a a, a gps for your life the bible is a book about god the Bible is a book that is revealing who God is. So when you read scripture, I'm encouraging you with this. When you read scripture, anything in the Bible, you have to ask yourself, what is this telling me about who God is? Not what God is, who he is. And that is going to help you understand and, and receive more from scripture. Because when we are reading the Bible, we are number one. Number one is what is this telling me about God? And number two, what does that then mean for me and how I relate to God and how I relate to others? That is how we read scripture. But that's point number two, how you begin to live a life that is worthy of God. You grow in the knowledge of him. Number three is the Bible says there is great endurance. The Bible says that we must have endurance. So the book of Matthew chapter 15 verse 4 to 5, it says, for everything that has been written in the past has been written to teach us so that through scriptures taught in so that so that through the endurance taught in scriptures uh, and the endure and the encouragement that they provide we might have hope may the god who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude and mind towards each other that christ jesus had so i want you to know that scripture is telling you that you have to endure it says you have to keep going. If you want to be worthy of the calling that God has put over your life, you have to keep going. You, you can't be somebody who quits. Number four is if you want to be worthy of, of this calling is you have to be patient. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 8, it says, At the, the end of the matter is better than the beginning. Patience is better than pride. So you must know sometimes the beginning of something is not going to be great, but the end is better. So maybe something is beginning in your life right now. Maybe you're facing something and you're looking at it and the beginning doesn't look so great. The book of Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 8 says the end of the matter is better than the beginning and patience is better than pride. You see, pride is going to make sure that you don't see the end because pride is going to make you say, I'm tired, I'm tired, I don't want to keep doing this thing. I'm telling you today, guys. If you want to be worthy of what God's put over your life, you have to endure. You have to be able to go the long distance and not the short distance. Can someone say amen? Can someone say amen? So you have to be patient. You have to be patient. The book of Galatians chapter 6 verse 9 says, Let us not become weary of doing good, for at the proper time we will reap the harvest if we don't give up. If you don't give up, you will reap the harvest if you don't give up. 
But number five, it says we must have joyful thanks. Joyful thanks. I want to ask you, you're not worthy of what God's given you if you're not thankful for what he's given you. You see, sometimes the enemy is going to do that to you and make you so caught up with the things you don't have that you're not thankful and not grateful for what you do have. You need to be joyful and thankful for all that God has given you. I'm going to read this passage one more time, then I'm going to close. Colossians chapter 1, verse 9 to 12, it says, For this reason, since the day we have heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through this wisdom and understanding of that the Spirit gives so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please Him in every way, bearing fruit in every good... These are the ways. Bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all the power according to His glorious might so that we may have great endurance and patience and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of His holy people in the kingdom of light in the kingdom of light so the bible says in the last verse there it says he has qualified you he has qualified you but i want to say this to you one more time god has qualified you but you are unqualified god qualifies the unqualified god puts something um of great value upon people who are unworthy but then it doesn't stop you see a lot of people and you may have found yourself at the place where you have stopped at the place where you say you're not worthy of God or, or you say you've stopped at the place or you say um, you, you have this weakness. You have accepted things and you say, I'm unworthy of him. People like you don't get close to God. People like you have issues. People like you can't get it right. I want to speak to your heart today and tell you this. God is calling you to live a life that is worthy. Don't stop at the place where you're saying you're not worthy. Don't stop there. Because the cross of Jesus Christ has made a way for you to move forward and move into what he's called you to be. He has given you grace. He has given you power. He has given you wisdom to be the person that he has called you to be and to live a life worthy of him and to please him. So I want to speak to this place in your heart where you've been saying, I have this weakness. You, you can't get over it. You, you can't stop doing this thing. I want to speak to you and say, there's grace for you to change. There's grace for you to overcome. And there's grace for you to stand up as the person God knows he has called you to be. Let's say this prayer together. Father, I come before you. I thank you for your word. I thank you, God, that you have given us who you are. You've given us your presence. You've given us your name over us, even though we don't deserve it. And Father, we know that we are undeserving. And each time that we live our lives and we lift up our voices to you and we speak to you, we know we are all of this relationship that we have with you, we are unworthy of. And I say, God, may we begin to be frustrated with ourselves and may that frustration cause us to say, let us live worthy of this. Father, I pray you give us grace. Father, I pray that you help us to be who you've called us to be. In the name of Jesus, we pray and we all said, amen. Amen. I hope that word was sobering. I hope it was encouraging. Look, the conference is beginning on Monday. It is going to be amazing. The 15th of March to the 20th of March, every night at 7 p.m. on my Instagram account. It's going to be powerful. Make sure you're there. Hey, share this link with all your loved ones and even the haters. God is love. Take care. <laughs> that was massive. Really. <laughs>